It is now HR minus 56 seconds. Every man here knows his job. He does it quickly, efficiently, silently. The men are ready. The equipment is ready. It is now HR minus 52 seconds. What we have here, gentlemen, is a real clusterfuck. Well, scratch my ass. That is one big pile of shit. It's cool. I like it. I'll see you back in the shit. Chicken ain't nothing but a bird. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Silver Emotion Podcast. My name is Will. I'm here with Steven. And uh, we're here to talk about 1953's um, big monster movie. <laughs> I don't know. It's not, I mean, it's kaiju, but not really kaiju. Uh, yeah, it's kaiju, uh, yeah, but. We're, uh, we're kicking off kaiju with the movie that kicked off kaiju kind of yeah it influenced uh godzilla so it kind of it did kind of surprise me that in the opening it felt very much like a uh kaiju opening like for a gam for the first gamera or godzilla yeah of yeah the discovery how of it the starts going yeah, yeah yeah definitely for sure um gamera for sure because it's uh right up in the arctic yeah. yeah they're up in the ice and stuff and uh, so anyway, this movie is, is 1953, directed by Eugene Lurie, a French guy. And uh, so it's probably not pronounced like that. But <laughs> I can't <laughs> pronounce friggin' French. Pronounce it uh, yourself at home, however you like. <laughs> and uh, anyway, the movie is called The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. Um, so it's uh, kind of a big, influential movie in... 50s sci-fi i guess in all sci-fi because the kaiju uh is a thing that's still stomping around today so. yeah kind of kind of a big strong. deal yeah. yeah the legacy continues yes yes i guess it was a pretty big success at the time i suppose so i didn't look at that really but uh i would imagine they, so they talked a little bit about it in some of like the interviews with Harryhausen. Oh, okay. You watched some of that stuff? A little bit of it. And I didn't watch nothing. Yeah, I think he said something like the they had a budget of like two hundred thousand dollars and then they like sold it to Warner Brothers for like four hundred thousand. Nice. And then it made millions. Nice. <laughs> and so the guy so he was like, Oh, the director's probably disappointed because he sold it for four hundred thousand and then it made like ten times that. Right. Yeah, I, I did look up this director, and, and all of the movies that he made were all big monster movies <laughs> <laughs> like this. Fucking, I don't remember the titles, but he made a few, I don't know, four or five of them. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, this is uh, the where it all began. Yeah, the, the inspiration for, which I guess, of course, has its own legacy of other... Uh, giant monster movies of the 50s and oh yeah in the in america yeah yeah the whole 
Yeah, there's a bunch more that that Harryhausen worked on. It came from the bottom of the sea or mm-hmm. something like that. I, that's not the title, but it's something like that. And I don't yeah. know. They uh, fuck. Uh, oh, what the fuck is that other one? It's like twenty million miles from Earth or some <laughs> some shit like that. I know it's a twenty. I don't think it. Maybe it's twenty thousand, but this is twenty thousand. So I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I, I kind of have a feeling twenty thousand might be uh, something of a common number with uh, twenty thousand leagues under the sea and the Jules Verne thing. Yeah, that's might true. Might be a, kind of a reference to that. Yeah, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is based on a Ray Bradbury short story, which was originally titled Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms. Uh, but uh, it's been renamed the Foghorn, I believe. Yeah, I think that's what it's. Uh, what I heard it was called. Did you uh, look into that at all? I know you said I, that you had it. I thought it, I had it. I like looked into the uh, the Bradbury collection I've got, and it's not in there. I was like, it's I thought I, I thought oh. it was in there. All right, and it, and it wasn't. I was wrong, and I was I was gonna read that, but. <laughs> <laughs> I looked in the it's like it's not here. I thought it was here. Oh well. Ah, uh, well, I thought we'd have something to talk about there, but we don't. Yeah. But uh from what I looked at very briefly, um there's a section of the movie where they're at a lighthouse. Right. And right. I believe the story is basically like that part of the movie or something. Right. Um uh, as they, far as I know. They did mention that was the uh the art for the story when it appeared in a magazine. It was oh, the, the okay. cover art for that magazine was the scene of the monster toppling oh, cool. the lighthouse. And Neato. So it uh, did take place in the short story in some form, apparently. <laughs> and apparently it's kind of funny that uh, Harryhausen and Bradbury were apparently like good friends from oh, really? like teenage years or something. Oh, wow. Like, like from when they were kids. Jeez. Yeah. They, they like grew up loving dinosaurs and, oh, no and wanted to, and they'd always like talked about like bradbury writing a, a monster movie script and harryhausen doing the, oh, the wow. text for it, and then they wound up doing it eventually wow. with this that's, one. Oh, that's cool so they had like a joint interview of the two of them like sitting on a stage in front of a crowd oh nice it. nice it was, it was mostly them just kind of rambling about the past the but, good old days yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was in 2003 so they're both like really old and yeah Bradbury's in a wheelchair. And wow. Well, that's cool. I had no idea. Yeah, so it's it's on the disc. Wow. I'll have to watch that. Um, this is uh, the legacy of this movie also uh, carries uh, the fact that this is the first Harryhausen, Ray Harryhausen movie that he uh, is the lead on. It's, so it's basically mm. like his first major work as a FX guy stop-motion artist and uh he created a very famous style of stop-motion called dynamation Mm -hmm. and this is the first movie that uh dynamation (laughs) or dynamotion dynamation i think uh, where it debuts in this movie so uh i'm I'm trying to figure out if that's dyna for dynamic or dinosaur (laughs) well it's spelled with a y Uh. So it's probably for dynamic, yeah. but probably a dual. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, he probably deliberately did that. To yeah. And uh, but stop motion had been around for a long time, ever since 
way the fuck back. I don't know. Yeah. I mentioned uh, George Millier a while back on some episode where he was like pioneering special effects and right, right. he used stop motion and a few mm-hmm. things. And uh, there's instances before that as well. Um, first major thing is really King Kong. And uh, King Kong was done by Willis O'Brien, who was the mentor of Ray Harryhausen. And so this movie, Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, is where he is like, all right, I'm ready to go. (laughs) Here's what I got. All of his training paid off in this uh, strange iguana monster dinosaur thing. Yeah, it's a a really (laughs) weird kind of design. But I fucking like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a it's a fun. It's monster, cool. Yeah. I like that it has little short, stubby legs, and this, <laughs> I don't know something cool about that. Yeah, you know, like I, it's animated very well. I was actually it really is. I, yeah, I was surprised at just how well it was done. Have you seen a Harryhausen animated thing before? I, I want to say I have, and I just can't remember what it. Not Clash of the Titans or one of the big famous ones he did, but. I want to say you I haven't said, seen Clash of the Titans. No. Oh wow! It seems like a movie you'd like. Yeah, I probably would. It's cool. It's just cool. It, it was like so many things, kind of just before my time. And, yeah. And it's just something I never got around to. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, maybe uh, you've probably seen things, if not the whole movie, but I've seen clips, clips of, of it, like yeah. the Sinbad and fucking Jason and the Argonauts fighting skeletons and yeah stuff i've like seen that. like well, like whenever somebody's on tv or something is talking about harry house and they've got like a little five second clip right, of that right, going right. on or so, so i've seen little snippets of those but well uh so you know. you enjoyed that, that animation yeah i honestly think it's better than the little snippets i've seen of uh other things but then my memory of those is kind of foggy and not clearly put in context so yeah I'm, well maybe if we watch the whole movie or something yeah because um, like, like the Sinbad. I don't remember when the first Sinbad movie is, but it. I mean, it's definitely after this. But like, right. Jason and the Argonauts is probably ten years after this. It's like early sixties. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that the technology has advanced and Harryhausen right. has gotten better and stuff like that. Yeah, that that is part of why this surprised me so much is because this was obviously one of his earlier films yeah. being in black and white and in the fifties and stuff. And I was like, Oh wow, this is for being a part of it. Like I didn't expect it to start off that good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a reason why he's the fucking legend of <laughs> yeah. stop motion. Cause even, you know, I don't know how old he was at this point, but I mean, it's his first lead FX yeah. artist role. So, <clears throat> He can't be that old. Uh, and, I mean, he worked up until God knows when. Yeah. Um, Into the 80s, at least. He did. Yeah, Clash of the Titans, I think, was his last like major movie. But then he was making these like shorts up until um, I, like the 2000s. Hmm. Like, I know the last thing he was trying to make was... Uh, completed by him like he was too old to actually like complete it mm. and but, but before he died like he worked with a couple of people that i don't remember offhand but they all completed it together and you know it got released and he was very happy to finally get it out there mm. um but anyway um 
Dynamation. The reason why it was a big leap in terms of stop motion is that it was a way to composite the stop motion into the frame and have the monster or whatever you're animating um, appear like where there's a background element and a foreground element and then the monster is sandwiched right. in between yeah he kind of mentioned that a little bit that he'd I don't think he in the interview. He'd, I don't think he'd specifically state said dynam yeah. uh, motion, but he he was talking about how he he was layering the yeah the film of an area and it's sandwiching the stop motion in between two layers and and I mean I've seen a lot of stop motion stuff, but that kind of layering is like this shit is like basically better than almost anything else i've seen it's so well done yeah i was really surprised at how well it was done in like, this movie there's a one part where it shows like uh towards the end when he's in the city it shows the like uh, it's like a street in new york yeah and then there's and like, like another side street and the fucking monster just comes out of the side street and it looks so good yeah yeah <laughs> And that's like it's like a filmed image of of the street and everything, and then he's walking out, and there's other parts where, like, the monster is next to a miniature, or there's a miniature like in front of him, and then there's other filmed elements like composited on, but it's uh, it's notable because it's not like usually compositing in movies where they're putting two things together is done optically with an optical printer. So there's a degradation in film quality because they have to mm. take the two things and then print it. And so it goes down a generation in quality. Right. And that's why, like, if you look at old movies, um, whenever there's like a dissolve or any kind of cut between two things, that's not a, just a straight cut. You'll see like the deg degradation will come before the actual like dissolve or whatever and you'll know like oh here it comes and then you'll like it'll come and then as soon as it cuts it's like back to regular quality hmm. but dynamation was trying to get away from that specifically to keep the quality up so right. he shot it with like by blocking parts of the the frame and then shooting like the monster part or whatever and then they would reverse the blocking and then rewind the film and then film the other part of the scene so both things were done basically in camera and it's already composited together hmm. without any degradation because it's just straight to the negative oh and so it really pays off i mean it looks fucking good in yeah, this movie yeah i mean that's something else I was, it's like i don't think i've seen a movie this old with just as high a resolution or quality to the yeah. image in general like it, as soon as it started off and they're just wandering around in the arctic i was like wow it's a really good print here this is a, yeah. a really good master for it that's the thing about that's why i specifically was trying to get the blu-ray because old movies are fucking great i love old movies but old movies, specifically like black and white old movies on Blu-ray, like nicely restored, always look fucking awesome. <laughs> like real sharp and just 
I don't know. There's a quality that's just, um, it's a unique quality that's not necessarily in other movies of a later era. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you yeah was, you noticed or whatever. Yeah, I've I've not seen a black and white movie that good a quality image before. Yeah. I was just like, whoa, that was it's nice, really nice yeah. looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of good ones out there, <laughs> <laughs> but it does it did look nice. That's for sure. So special effects are great, and we'll, we'll probably talk about them again. But uh, what about the movie? holding together the special effects <laughs> <laughs> i think it it worked pretty good at the at the beginning especially i think worked really good yeah like because it, it starts off with like the narrator going into this like kind of a countdown not really a countdown yeah but he's he's always like it's like this many minutes until right. this many seconds until yeah I, yeah that part is great yeah that, it's like I, it's h hour and there's 59 <laughs> seconds to go yeah it was <laughs> I, I loved that part yeah that part's great it's because usually i hate like the countdown parts and oh, where it's like, it's oh, like oh, horror we, movies where you know it's coming yeah it's it's like that, like <laughs> and also because it's just it's done so much where it's just like oh you know the the bomb's gonna blow up in ten minutes, and you get the constant shot to the clock counting yeah, down. Yeah. And and this is kind of like that, but it, at the same time, it's it's at the very beginning of the movie, not yeah. the end. Well, it's and not you, like a tense countdown, right? It's more and, of a countdown to like, but you to you don't know what. Yeah, and that's right. the thing. Like you know, it's like it's just like oh, what's gonna happen? You know, something's gonna happen, and it's gonna right. be awesome. So it like builds up anticipation rather than just come on, I bring it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's setting things up, and you're still trying to figure it out, and it and so it actually works there. And it's one of the few times where I've seen the the countdown <laughs> and been like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm getting into the countdown. It's here. the first chink in your countdown armor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the first. There was a, oddly enough, a Hulk comic book that did a it. Hulk comic book that did it. <laughs> and I was like, oh wow, they actually like did the countdown in an interesting way, where it was uh, wow. he was poisoned and he was going to, like the Hulk could survive it, but when he turned back into Bruce Banner, he was going to die. Okay. And so he needed the antidote, and it was like giving this countdown before he would turn back into Bruce Banner because it was at some point in the Hulk. Uh, timeline where he like turned back and forth uh by day and night so like it would like the sun would rise and he would become bruce banner oh weird okay it was not like the normal get angry and turn into him and then so it was like based on the time and he needed an the antidote but as the hulk and and then like the countdown was going like oh it's just the dumb countdown thing (laughs) and then suddenly he like he finds the antidote and it's like He's got a few minutes left, and he's like, oh, it's not going to run this down to the wire. And then he's like, he's the Hulk. His skin is too thick to put the needle in, so he has to, like, inject himself at the moment he transforms. So the countdown, I was like, oh, they actually, like, made that matter in a way that uh, was kind of cool. That's cool. So I was like, oh, that that, they they put a spin on it. I like that. So. Thick-skinned Hulk. Oh man! Yeah, so you you can't inject Hulk with a needle. And but could Hulk, like, I feel like Hulk could rip his own skin open or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just like, like the idea of Hulk using a uh, syringe is like already kind of crazy. 
And so, I don't know, just Hulk need antidote. <laughs> just like <"Rah!" laughs> just rip his fucking skin open, like bite his arm over. <laughs> so just, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm gonna say this was probably the Gray Hulk, okay. not the Green Hulk, which is there's Gray Hulk smart or something. The like Gray that. Hulk was like this was, yeah, it's a uh, it was at least at some point it was uh he was more intelligent yeah it was at that point in the hulk storyline it was more of a dr jekyll mr hyde story yeah it was really playing up parallels to that where the hulk was not just a mountain of rage but kind of this intellectual but like degraded morality kind of it was was really it was really more of a like a dr jekyll mr hyde thing more Hmm. than what we normally think of as the Hulk now, so it's a, it was a very different dynamic going on to the story. But right. It's a it was an interesting thing just because you don't normally think of the Hulk as intelligent and yeah yeah holding conversations and <laughs> <laughs> but the Gray Hulk did the Gray Hulk was kind of a different thing. Good old Gray Hulk. I remember Gray Hulk. I just don't. It's been like fuck since I was a kid since I read any of that stuff. Yeah, so I don't remember any specifics or anything like that. I just remember he was smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was smart. He would like actually like philosophize and stuff, and wow, like talk about like the nature of him transforming and god like, damn, it, it was getting like philosophical. I was like, what the hell? Fucking this Hulk, is the freaking Hulk. What? <laughs> like, Jesus, it was kind of weird. Yeah, but Great oh. Hulk is interesting. I guess so. It's a curious footnote in comic book history. Yeah. They never brought him back or anything. I want to say he did come back at some point, but I haven't. I mean, it's comics; everything comes. Yeah, back. <laughs> like I want to say there were later yeah. uh, stuff with the Gray Hulk, but I don't think I ever read them. Hmm. But yeah, yeah. The monster here is a lot more like Green Hulk. Just yeah, the just monster here. It, 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 <laughs> He's not philosophizing, or, or if he is, he's keeping it to himself. Yeah. <laughs> he just kind of stomps around and smashes some things up and yeah. eats some people. He does. He that, does. that was actually a really cool thing with where he, <laughs> he eats the cop. That was fucking dope how they did that, too. It was yeah. like, oh, wow. It was like, just effects you wouldn't think would be done in the 50s. Or like. It's really ingenious, that specific shot where the cop is filmed like going ah <laughs> and then the mo- like the stop motion monster comes in like just the side of his head or whatever comes in to bite him and then the filmed cop like it goes up with the stop motion monster yeah that was uh like so, they must have had like a crane yeah. swing by and grab him and lift him up and while the the stop motion right. imposed over it and that's great. I mean, it's probably one of those things where they blocked out the frame, but definitely, you know, they obviously had some crane. I mean, you know, they didn't have a monster bite this guy. <laughs> I mean, maybe they did. I don't know. But uh, that's why the effects are so good. It's a real dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, but that shot did kind of remind me of uh, Jurassic Park with the, uh, yeah. the lawyer getting eaten off the toilet. And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if it's an homage shot. Spielberg's a big fan of old movies. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's possible. It's definitely similar. Yeah. And the, uh, yeah, 
deep thoughts from Will on the Silver Motion Podcast. (laughs) And the, uh, yeah. (laughs) Ties it all together. I don't know where the fuck I was going with that, yeah. (laughs) Obviously. Like, I had to say that. Uh, (laughs) Jesus. So, yeah, they, they shoot off some kind of a nuclear bomb test. And it unleashes a frozen monster, I guess. Yeah. Kinda. Frozen since God knows when. Yeah, millions of years ago. Yeah. Brought back to life by, perhaps, by the radiation. By something, yeah. Somehow he came back to life and now he's uh, moving down the coast towards New York. Yeah. That's on the way to New York when he attacks that boat. Another yeah, that another really great moment of effects. Like, yeah, yeah, that was God damn. Oh, really good looking. It's it's so good. Like God damn. <laughs> it's really impressive cuz I mean, I've seen things from around this time and you know, they're all cool, but man, this is dope. <laughs> it's so much better than like other shit I've seen. Yeah, it's it's impressive looking. I, mean, I don't know how to like communicate how it was better, but it's just really smooth and yeah, it, it it's better than any like stop motion I normally see where it, you can just tell it's kind of jerky and yeah motion and it, it's it's very fluid. The, right. the animation here, it's like I've. I'd never thought stop motion could be that fluid. Uh, yeah, I mean, and there, there's a wow. there's a few moments where it's you can tell it's a little jerky, but for the most part, yeah, it's super fluid and it's doing a lot of things at once. Like right, like so much going on. And yeah, and with the layering of the film, like there's like when he's um, when towards the end when he's at the roller coaster. Like they layer in actual fire footage with him, and he's with an actual model of the roller coaster. But then there's also filmed elements of the roller yeah, coaster. Yeah, that scene was, and it's all layered so like perfectly and very complexly. Complexly right. is that a word? <laughs> complexly, fuck it. It's it a is word now. now. <laughs> what is there's got to be like a way to say that? I guess it's just I don't know. Fuck it. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the complex layering of that is so well thought out and well executed. Yeah, I mean, that had to have been a project for sure. Like, that was not some easy thing to do, I'm sure. It's just, uh, it's just fucking mind blowing. Like, God damn. And this movie, how old is this movie? 53? What is that, like 60 60, something? Yeah, 65 years. God damn. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's. That's an old ass movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And there's one scene that. Like when he's stomping around New York and he just crashes through a building. Yeah. And like, and all the debris is like rolling off of yeah. his body. I was like, holy crap. Like, how do you even do that? Like, right. That's, yeah, that's the thing. Like, uh, it's all that shit is happening at once. And stop motion takes a long ass time because you got to animate all of those things at once. Yeah. 
Like wow. somehow, so, I don't know how the fuck he off, did yeah. it, but he, he, man, he fucking and, did it. And, and I'm thinking like, okay, so you get the stop motion. It's a still thing. It's not moving. You adjust it a little bit here and there. Right. And I'm like, but the the debris of this, like a chunk falls off the building, lands on the thing slides off and i'm thinking like every single frame that had to be like still and take a picture of right, it right right like how the heck did he like keep it where he wanted it and move it around without it just falling off and <laughs> yeah i mean there'd have to be some kind of uh things holding up all that stuff and yet you the, don't see any of that. No, you know, there's then like, there's no like it, this, this right. isn't like the jet flying by with the string hanging. Right, like, right. There's nothing to to no. give away the illusion. There's really not a lot of seams that you can see at all. Like that. Like no anything like supporting anything. There's a couple of the the overlays that are like okay, that's clearly two things being put together. Right. But like all of that stop motion stuff is just totally seamless. Yeah, it's. Very it's impressive. Crazy. Stuff. Even yeah. when like when he's attacking the the roller coaster and he's like biting it and there's big fucking like two by fours going <laughs> everywhere and yeah. all that stuff. I mean, god damn. That's some impressive stuff. That's crazy. I, I can see why this would have been the uh the movie of the year of just special effects yeah, and, that's and true. sold really well and making millions because yeah. I mean, at the time to go, I mean, even looking back on it now, I'm impressed with right. looking back at it from a modern perspective. But yeah, at I the time, I can't like it would have been like, whoa. Right. And can you imagine being like a little kid? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no fucking way, man. That's that's it. That's the end of the fucking game, man. You're a fucking monster fan for life. But yeah. That's <laughs> a done deal. At and that that's point. pretty much what happened with. A, I mean, that's why like. It's, Probably why all it inspired this shit Godzilla. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, Godzilla, and then like all of the the kids that were kids back then, like anyone from like Stephen King talks a lot about growing, going to the movies and watching these kind of movies yeah, when he I was could, a kid. I could totally see this being a movie that like Stephen King would have watched. Stephen King up. and and all of the directors who made movies like this in like the seventies and eighties, like specifically, I know Joe Dante who made Gremlins and fucking piranha and the howling and all these dope movies monster movies and stuff he was always talking about how much of a fan of this kind of stuff he is and there's other people too i don't know like yeah. john carpenter and stuff like that but uh yeah and this is i mean obviously there's more monster movies than this but uh i should have looked if like what else was this same year or what was a few years before it because like, was this one of the first fucking giant monster movies ever? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of early in the 50s, but... Yeah. I mean, uh, well, I giant... There must have been a few before that. There's definitely King Kong. That's a giant monster movie. Yeah. And that's, like, 33, so... Yeah. That's a ways before. And there's the Lost World in the silent era where there's fucking dinosaurs fighting each other and stuff. Stop motion. Right, right. That's also, that's uh, Willis O'Brien, the mm. his mentor, Harryhausen's mentor. Um, So definitely not the first big monster movie, but maybe, maybe the first to crash through cities and stuff. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. But you're, you're right in that... Um, the format and like the structure of this movie is very similar to like the first Gamera movie and 
I haven't seen the first Godzilla in so long that I don't remember how it's structured, but I, I'm sure it's similar. Yeah, I know it's like some kind of waking up scene of Godzilla. For sure, yeah. Like he's appears and yeah, I want to like say radiation. Yeah. brings him to life or something, or causes like, him to mutate yeah. into what he is or Nuclear something. Nuclear stock footage and then yeah. Godzilla <laughs> comes out of the water or whatever, and then goes on a rampage in Tokyo. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's fun to talk about the monster stuff. The other stuff. <laughs> less fun yeah the, the other stuff <laughs> aside from that opening scene where they wake it up which i yeah. kind of i liked that part of the movie but yeah it does get kind of slow after that into the whole like is it a monster is it real is this guy hallucinating Could right he's gotta it? like convince, convince the paleontologist and guy and all that yeah it's all right yeah it just it could have been faster and not lost anything it could have. I mean, even as it is, it's only like 79 minutes or something. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's really not long as it is, but... It just felt a little slow there in the middle parts a bit. It does, because they don't, they don't hold back the monster in this or like showing you the stop motion. I mean, they show you a fair amount at the beginning... Right, and then you have a bunch of like scenes in the middle where you don't see him, and then you see a little bit here or there. But because they show him so much, you like you know what it is, and you're like, "Fuck, I want to see more of that." Right, right. Like, we know it's a monster, <laughs> <laughs> and I get that they have to you know convince the people in the movie to do you know we got to get them to do this and go here and do that, and we can't do that unless we get this guy on board and you know i i understand that yeah i mean narratively it functions but it's right. kind of like eh, can we get the monster here right <laughs> like, can we just could we see been another a... uh lighthouse scene or can you yeah smash something. another boat right mm -hmm. i mean you know given the budget you, you can only do so much right and, right uh, i mean I don't know 50s budgets well, but 200,000 seems like it would be a lot back then. Like, I, we think of these kind of movies as B-movies, but, I mean, traditionally, B-movies around this time would be an hour or less, hmm. like or shortly over, like, very... Uh, just a few minutes over an hour and then like at 80 minutes i'm thinking this has got to be an a movie yeah in the yeah, double feature I, yeah i don't think this was a b movie yeah but, but uh, i do think it was i don't know and the way they were talking about it in the interviews it sounded like it was not a high budget movie yeah well sci-fi in, in general wasn't a big deal like it right. is now. Like every fucking big budget movie has some, got some kind of sci-fi or supernatural element. Right, right. Some fucking superhero or whatever. But they were always like kind of uh, second class citizens, the genre movies. Right. Until very recently, I would say. Yeah. Where they've just taken over everything. That's <laughs> yeah, the only movies that uh, <laughs> people enjoy anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the only movies they're making that they're yeah. putting any money behind. Yeah. So, and they cost so much that they have to 
just like stop making other movies <laughs> you know like fucking whatever the recent avengers movie infinity movie i mean i don't know how much that costs but it's probably like 300 million and then plus marketing right. and all that and it's got to make like a billion something just to break even <laughs> it was like fucking nuts yeah you know so they don't make a bunch of movies that would be would have been made with all of that extra money right and it's kind of where you think like especially now with so much special effects you'd think you could make like a, a normal drama or something pretty cheaply by comparison you know yeah i mean you can just filming around a house with some actors and yeah. you know maybe some breakaway furniture but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like a real like a basic sort of uh like you wouldn't be like that yeah you'd think you could do that really cheap and put some out and make some good profit off of that but. yeah i don't know if the people yeah i guess people aren't gonna just see that though i mean some movies like there's oscar movies that like i just watched the movie that won best picture shape of water the the new guillermo guillermo del toro movie um and that's almost all physical effects and that was made i th i think i saw 20 million was mm. the budget and that made like 200 oh, wow. something because it, it just kept like growing and growing as oh. it got more popular um so it's definitely like possible yeah and but even that one's got kind of a supernatural element or something it does right? for like sure yeah yeah just a straight up normal people living in the normal no. world no there's a lot of effects in that um well i wouldn't say a lot of effects but there is a monster suit and mm -hmm. effects related to that and big sets that they had to build to uh realize the you know the settings and stuff right but yeah like like i mean there's basic dramas and stuff still but you just they don't get released like wide <laughs> they're all limited <laughs> release movies indie movies and stuff mm -hmm. like studio movies i don't know it seems weird i mean they put out comedies and stuff still yeah there's got to be some random rom-com that's just yeah uh, people acting goofy and not doing much of anything yeah there's or at least anything heavy special effects. There's oriented. probably still CG in all of those movies, though, too. I which wouldn't is, be surprised. Probably, I mean, which which is kind of sad. But I mean, yeah. A lot of times, like, like it's little things. Like, uh, a lot of vehicles now are CG. Like, any almost any time you see a helicopter, it's CG. <laughs> Whether you can tell or not. Like, uh. it's, like, all that kind of stuff is almost always CG now. Um, and it all, I mean, it looks good. Most of the time you can't tell for shit. It just, you know, cause their computer is good at that kind of stuff, but it's, it's the living, like anything with skin or whatever. Right. Right. Like, uh, is always going to look weird or, or at least it has continued to look weird for <laughs> the past, however the fuck long CG has been around. Right. Yeah. I don't know. You would think that people would uh, go back to physical effects and make cheap movies, but yeah, you'd, you'd think just on cost alone, yeah, it would be worth it. But even when they're successful movies, like the Evil Dead remake, God forbid I say any good things about that fucking movie, but <laughs> it was made. It was 
it was like 99% physical effects. It was cheap as fuck. It was like a million or two million or something like that. And it has a lot of effects and they're all physical. They look very good for what they are. They're shitty as a, you know, they're in a shitty movie, (laughs) but, but that movie made a lot of money and, and it was really cheap. And you'd think that it would spawn this, uh, like yeah. renaissance of physical effects in movies and cheap movies yeah, and stuff. But I, I thought it did really well. Whether it, it did, it made like over a hundred million, and off of that kind of a budget, I mean, yeah. that's the kind of shit that you like. Okay, let's make a sequel and let's do this. I, you know, in terms of percent of budget, that yeah. far outstrips Avengers. I'm sure. Right? <laughs> like, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's why they're still making paranormal activity movies because the first paranormal paranormal. I can't fucking say that. The first paranormal activity movie was this little movie that was an independent movie that they literally shot with like a fucking camcorder and it was like $10,000. And it went on to make over $100 million. So it was like the, the, it's like the, the most successful movie in terms of like ratio of budget to box office. Mm-hmm. And so they immediately made a sequel like a studio bought the rights and made a sequel and that one cost like i don't know a hundred thousand or something or they just upped the production level a little bit and that one made over a hundred million dollars and they've made like five or six of them now and they're all like super cheap as fuck and they all make like way crazy budget money pre uh, box office money and it's just like why you know, isn't there more of that why yeah. is that an aberration why why don't yeah. they just like why doesn't horror go back to that kind of shit? Like, I mean, I don't know. Modern horror is, is mostly shit, but <laughs> maybe that's your answer. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone that I've seen that people because there was a time when when somebody would be like, "This, this is the fucking oh man, you can't say modern horror is shit after you see this movie," and then I'd watch it and be like, "I don't know." It's pretty shitty. <laughs> uh, you know, it ain't it ain't uh, ain't anything that I like. And so, I watched a lot of those movies, and every one of them was fairly disappointing. I want to say there was a couple of good ones, but nothing that blew me away because I can't remember it. So. <laughs> <laughs> nothing that got you into the modern horror. <laughs> no, not 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 that I can think of. All all that comes to mind is Get Out. The, the that movie is fucking dope, but that's like, I don't know. It's a it's a different style of of modern horror, so it's yeah, it's enjoyable. It uh, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know what the fuck we're talking about this for, <laughs> or I'm talking about modern horror for. Yeah. Uh, so the Beast ravaged uh, all these things in stop yeah. motion. Looked fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, had a uh, strangely like kind of happy, mellow professor that was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I kind of like that guy. I, I love like, that guy. Yeah, he was just like, ah, oh, yeah, this stuff's happening. We're just gonna, <laughs> yeah, just gonna go under the water, watch some octopus and a shark fight. And- he was a happy guy. I mean, he he was about to retire, so maybe that's why he was so happy. But yeah, he was really. Like just loving his fucking life, and <laughs> enjoying everything about it, you know. Yeah, I, I think he was even happy to get eaten. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, if, think about it. 
paleontologist. He's a you know a leader in his field, teaching at a at a university, and you know his whole life he's been studying bones and all this data and all this shit. Right before he dies, he sees. Uh, you know, an actual living fucking dinosaur, and then he gets eaten by it. I mean, it, top of his game, yeah, man. Like, <laughs> how are you gonna top that? Yeah, who, fuck who, it. <laughs> like, not gonna go out better than that. That's like, it, man. Like, yeah, take the take the yeah. opportunity to to go out in style. <laughs> and I think that's why when they're like, no, don't get in the fucking the diving bell, don't get in there. And he's like, what? Well, fuck yeah, I'm gonna get in here. <laughs> like, I'm gonna wait my whole life for this shit. It's like my whole life has been dedicated to this thing. I, I'm I'm gonna see it. Yeah, not no like, motherfucker who don't care getting in this thing. I'm getting in this thing. Yeah, I liked him. He was. I liked him a lot. Like, and I think even the last shot of him, like when he like, and he he has to see it coming by to eat him, and know it's gonna. Eat. He still seems happy. He's like, yeah. oh my god, it's coming over here! Like, yeah, he definitely <laughs> seemed happy. Yeah, he was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, he didn't give a fuck. He was happy. Yeah, so I I couldn't really feel sad that he yeah. was like he just, he went out doing what he loved. I mean, yeah. And he was clearly an old guy, kind of at the end of he his was, rope. Yeah, anyway, you know, it's yeah. kind of. I got the feeling that he wasn't leaving behind like a wife and kids or anything. He seemed like he was really just uh, on his own, sort of going to go retire. Yeah. Fuck it, man. Go out on the top or at the bottom, <laughs> <laughs> bottom of the ocean. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, was, that whole thing, that whole scene was cool where they go down and there's that stock footage of actual like octopus and shark fighting. And that was fucking yeah. cool. Yeah, and he was he was just so like cheerful about it, like oh, there's something here. The yeah, octopus coming. It's like oh, it looks like they're getting in a fight and <laughs> shark and octopus like battling to the death, and he's just yeah. like oh, hey, look at that, that's cool. <laughs> that's a big fucking octopus too. That's yeah, like the size. I mean, I'm imagining that the shark is like not jaws size, but relatively big it looked like a big shark that yeah, octopus was a, like the same size yeah must have been a pretty good man-sized octopus yeah. or something that's crazy i mean there are some small sharks out there but there are there are but this one it looked pretty beefy yeah have and you I seen jaws no fuck Jaws is dope. I don't know if you'd like it because it's, it's uh, at some level it's a horror movie, but it's right. also it's like kinda, a monster movie. So. I think it's kind of why I've avoided it. Yeah. It's just this horror concept to it. But. It's so fucking cool, though. I feel like it's... it's it would transcend I, the... I feel like it would because like, regular people like that movie like and they don't like horror movies mm -hmm. because it's one of those kind of movies where like right. everybody likes it. I feel like it's uh, it would be worth a watch. It might be. Yeah. If nothing else, for context of like the the modern blockbuster, that was the first movie that mm, like right, right. kicked off the modern blockbuster, and uh, the summer movie season and all that shit like begins, you know, with, with Jaws, Jaws yeah. and then Star Wars followed it up a couple of years later, and that's how like oh it was before Star Wars oh wow yeah it's seventy five so oh, okay. A little older than I thought it was. Yeah, it's an old movie, and and uh, it's fucking. It holds up. It's a dope movie. It's crazy too. Like if you see the like the photos and the the footage of that shark, the animatronic shark that they use, 
it looks so shitty and like <laughs> how the fuck are they gonna get this <laughs> to be like convincing and they had all these problems where like the shark would like stop working and all kinds of fucked up stories from that i used to have it on laserdisc and it had like this four-hour documentary oh, about it and i watched it at least it must once. have been like five discs yeah or something. It, was, it was a lot it was a lot it's on it's on disc now that used to be when i had it it was the only way to get it but now mm. i'm sure it's on some blu-ray or dvd or something now right but it was really good anyway so they if you see that shit you're thinking man this is a, be such a shitty b movie but if you watch the movie it's fucking very convincing it's really mm. impressive like knowing how shitty it looks out <laughs> of the water and like it's it's incredible it's a testament to spielberg's uh filmmaking uh sense and stuff and that was right at the beginning of his career too oh yeah that's uh can be quite impressive what people accomplish right at the beginning of their careers yeah yeah i want to say that was like his third movie second theatrical because the first movie was a tv movie Mm -hmm. filmed uh where we used to live on sierra highway (laughs) it's the little uh car chase movie i don't know about car chase but there's a guy trying to get out of town and and this fucking guy in like a old semi truck sort of looking thing is just like following him and trying to run him off the road (laughs) it's called duel (laughs) it's a dope movie um anyway good old spielberg back when spielberg made uh fucking great movies (laughs) i can't say that for him these days but yeah oh well i mean i haven't seen the last few but i don't hold any hope (laughs) Uh, but he's old, you know, yeah. he gets a pass. I don't yeah. give a shit. You know, that string of early movies, fucking Jaws, Close Encounters, uh, uh, 1941 sucks, but <laughs> then Raiders, E.T., fucking whatever else came after that. I don't know. Ah, oh, man, Spielberg. Anyway, mm. Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. Yeah, it's a... Uh is a good one yeah i was i was i was wondering if you would on on the whole it was enjoyable i did like that at the end it just wound up at just this random roller coaster like just yeah it just seems like such a weird setting for like you'd think that would be for a later film that was trying to like spice things up and go like like where has there not been a giant monster crashing it does seem like that like and, and they're like Already like oh right away just here's a freaking theme park let's have him crush a roller coaster yeah <laughs> and from that like I I know I t- talked about that the FX of putting all that together with where he's smashing up the roller coaster like it's ambitious as fuck to just be like yeah let's do the end at a fucking roller coaster <laughs> I can do that like man what a ballsy Harryhausen <laughs> yeah that's nuts I mean I wonder how much influence he had on that kind of stuff because i mean they're not i mean maybe they wrote it all out and they're like can you do this and he's like fuck yeah i can do this (laughs) (laughs) or were they like what can you do and he's like what what do you got throw it at me (laughs) roller coaster fucking bring it on 
I don't know, because, man, yeah, because they could have easily gone, like... <laughs> Something simpler. Yeah, yeah, some, like, real easy shit. I don't know what that'd be, but just... Yeah, <laughs> like, something that... Put them up against a wall. <laughs> so it's just, like, animating him in front of a static wall. I don't know. Yeah. That'd be boring, though. Just lure him out to the ocean and... Yeah. Where there's nothing going on and right, just have him right. splash around in the water a bit. Yeah, no, they, they really went all out. Yeah. It's ambition. I like to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm curious about uh, the rest of his Harryhausen's movies. I've o- I don't, I've only seen like the Sinbad stuff and the Jason and the Argonauts and Clash of the Titans. I don't know that I've seen... Like, I definitely haven't seen this all the way through before, but yeah. I don't think I've seen the other ones all the way through either. Like the, it came from beneath the sea or whatever. It's some kind of octopus monster. Because hmm. I, I remember this part where he's like coming out of the water and like grabbing onto the, like, like the pillars or whatever, the support beams for a bridge. Mm. And he's like fucking wrapping his arms all around it and <laughs> kind of climbing up it and stuff. It's just like <laughs> that's ambitious as well. Oh, we did four f- four legs on this fucking monster. Fuck it, let's do eight. <laughs> <laughs> we could do it. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he uh, sh- had the octopus shot in this and went you could do that and like <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, I was like. I- that octopus wasn't acting right. I need to, like... <laughs> I could do it better than that real octopus. He's <laughs> a shitty actor. I could make a better octopus. <laughs> I was kind of thinking, like, nowadays we've got, like... There's so many nature documentaries. You yeah. Just, you just go on National Geographic Channel and you can probably find some octopus yeah. things pretty easily. Like, back then it must have been pretty... Un- like, there must not have been a whole lot of that Yeah. easily visible to the general public probably not i know disney made a lot of nature documentaries for theatrical i mean at that time that's all there was theatrical release i don't know if he was making them in 53 but probably some shorts for sure i don't know Hmm. but i know disney made a lot i don't know if they're in this time there's probably others if disney was making some I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know, like, Bambi's in the 40s, and I know right. there's a, a documentary about a little baby deer that they used as reference hmm. to draw Bambi, and I'm pretty sure that was released around that time. Right. I don't know about, like, octopus documentaries, like, underwater shit. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, even... Even if there were a few fucking newsreels and some shorts or something like that, yeah, that must have. I mean, it, it just seems like it's still at the time it would have been something that just that alone would have yeah. been kind of a unusual thing for people to see. Yeah, I mean, it was cool for me to watch just <laughs> right now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you're like nine going to the theater and you see big fucking octopus versus shark fight on the screen, I mean, that's yeah, that's dope. Yeah. I mean, 
53. I don't know when TVs. I think that's like 55, 56 when TVs were like really becoming a thing. Mm-mm. So this is probably they might have been invented before then, but I want to say like TVs infiltrated the mainstream in the mid 50s. But uh, what do I know? I don't know. Just vague re- recollections of things I once knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even then, you wouldn't have had like a lot of that kind of stuff. Right, yeah. And certainly not in the quality you would get on a theater right. screen like right, that. Right, right, right. Yeah, probably a lot of those shorts and documentaries and stuff would be 16 millimeter. And this looked pretty good, so it was probably yeah. 35. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. I mean, other than, than the slowness and the wanting to see more monster, not that there wasn't a lot of monster. There was yeah, a lot was, of monster. And I, I think early on I was kind of like, oh, there's, this is going to be just one of those, there's not a whole lot of the monster because they yeah. just can't have the effects as much as they want. Right. And then towards the end it just kept built. Like, then he starts crashing through the right, lighthouse, right. and it was like, oh, getting a lot more of getting a good shot of the monster and then he just starts crashing through new york and it just is just right. pure monster from there yeah. on and it was like i mean they easily could have just had like the finale in new york and not done the roller coaster yeah i mean that but they just fucking kept it rolling yeah, like that's they awesome kept it going they could have just fought it in new york and just had it shot there yeah i want to i i'm curious how much of that 200,000 budget went to the effects because it seems like um, i mean an awful lot of it must have gone (laughs) gone to that because i'm trying to think if there's a lot of like physical sets that they visit like there's that part where he goes to the the paleontologist's office and they have like the fossils behind him like they they go to that place a few times right and like a few apartments and yeah. hospitals there's, there's the arctic set of yeah a couple of things there the but yeah but in terms of sets built i feel like they kept that to a minimum so that they could yeah pile it all like, into the monster yeah, get all that monster shit going yeah you know there was there was another aspect to the story that i felt could have been expanded on and turned into something really awesome was the whole like people getting diseased from oh it. yeah like, yeah that just kind of it, happens and it then just kind of like yeah. falls away right. and it's just like it feels like if that had been introduced earlier like maybe this the guy who survives the attack at sea is really sick from the and yeah, start, yeah. like they could have like built that in as a yeah that, that i think is probably the, the the biggest disappointment of it is that that was just kind of like almost a throwaway. Like right. Was, I wonder if that was part of the original short story in any way. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. It's. It did seem like. I mean, that takes up a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. <it's just> like, <laughs> maybe they're like, I don't know. We got to stretch this, and we don't have money for more monsters. So what are we gonna do? <laughs> like we need to make that feature <laughs> run time. What? What can we have happen? Yeah. Spill some paint on the floor. Have some guys walk by it and fall over. <laughs> that was a weird thing. They're like, "This is a blood thing," and it looked like a solid, yeah. <laughs> like piece of rock or something. It didn't look liquid like a at puddle, all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like some dried up puddle. Yeah, yeah. I guess it. Yeah, coagulated blood. 
It's all hard. It just seems kind of fast for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's that well, radiation. Yeah. Fucking monster blood. Who knows what its properties are? Yeah. Yeah, I I did like the scene of the, like all these soldiers walking around with guns, like being all cautious. And the one guy just kind of sits down and like takes a nap on the <laughs> on the stoop of some door. <laughs> just like, oh, I can't keep this up. Blah. <laughs> I thought it was funny too when they 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 devise the weapon to shoot the monster and it has to be loaded in a very specific way by the the, the scientist, fucking scientists yeah, yeah. or whatever and they're getting ready to load it and they're on solid ground and I'm like okay you know, here we go and then they all oh, we can't shoot him from here we got to go up the the fucking roller coaster and it's like Man, you're gonna load this dangerous, <laughs> fucking radio radioactive thing on like this precarious fucking shaking thing where there's a monster like right next to you. Like, goddamn, that's a. It just seems like a bad choice. But then he loaded it and it was just fine. Yeah, yeah so there was. Uh... I was nervous for no reason. <laughs> You were you were nervous because the the film wanted you to have have more tension in the yeah maybe climax. they maybe that was by design I don't know I want to say something that was something uh, Harryhausen said he came up with that idea that that he wanted to have that shot from the top of the roller coaster instead yeah. of from the ground and he like proposed that to the director and put it in there and it was fucking cool yeah. i mean i'm a big fan of roller coasters like in general <laughs> so anything that involves a roller coaster is really cool there's a there's a zombie movie called an italian zombie movie called nightmare city that uh i don't know 70s or something and the zombies run in that movie and it's the only zombie running movie that i'm fucking down with because mm -hmm. it's so goddamn fun and anyway, there's a part where they're they're like fighting zombies around a roller coaster. It's really fun. Uh, <laughs> side note: uh, uh, just picturing some zombies riding a roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that movie is so fucking crazy. Like, I feel like you would like that because, like, I don't know, it's zombies. They like bust into this television studio where they're filming like an aerobics class, <laughs> and they're just like <laughs> zombies are running around, and they don't look like zombies. They look like dudes that have a bunch of mud on their faces. <laughs> it's so fucking shitty, but it's awesome. It's like one uh, of my favorite fucking <laughs> shitty Italian movies. <laughs> and I'm suspecting I've got like the decade wrong or something. I'm just picturing like the whole uh, '80s craze for aerobics with the, like the spandex. And the, yeah, like, uh, it is like that. It might be like 1980. Mm. I'm I thought it was 70s when I just mentioned it earlier, but now I'm thinking no, it was, it was like 1980 or 81 or something. Because yeah, they're definitely in 80s leotards and stuff. Oh, I mean, it was like bright flare, <laughs> fluorescence and bandanas. Yeah, and just yeah, doing yeah. like exercises with the little it's, weights yeah, and zombies like busting in. <laughs> and that's how that old movie is. It's just a a fucking a bunch of like, random, like really interesting. <laughs> It's like, where could we bust in zombies and it would be fun as shit? <laughs> like, okay, the TV aerobics class, roller coasters, and there's all kinds of shit like that. <laughs> uh, I love that fucking movie. 
like it starts out as a normal zombie movie and you think like oh man this movie it's gonna be a just another you know is very much like all the other zombie movies where you're tense and they're slowly walking <laughs> and like that's like the first minute <laughs> <laughs> and then they're then they're talking like oh man, we gotta this plane's landing we gotta you know watch out for this fucking these people are on the plane <laughs> And they they start approaching the plane, and then the fucking doors just explode open, and all these zombies just start running out and like going right up to the camera and like ah, <laughs> and they're like ripping people's fucking arms off and oh, shit. <laughs> so it just, it starts out really tense though, just for like a minute or two, <laughs> and then it just explodes and it never stops from that fucking moment on. Wow, <laughs> it's a dope movie. Uh, but anyway, yes, I love roller coasters, and uh, the shot of them on the top of the roller coaster shooting that little fucking radioactive grenade was fucking awesome. Yeah, I noticed I, there's a part where they composited the real shot, like a faraway shot of them on the roller coaster oh, yeah, with yeah. the model and and uh, the monster all stop motion. It was like it was. It was ugh. So good. God yeah. damn. I, I did find it funny that they actually rode the roller coaster up there. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Let's seems... get in the roller. Like, I thought, well, aren't you going to, like, climb up? The... No, we're just going right. to hop in the roller coaster and just ride it that up That seemed like top. a bad idea because he had already bitten the fucking track by that point. And yeah. I thought, why are you getting in? <laughs> like, Jesus. But then they stopped it, like, right at the, the top of the, the lift train. Right. First hill and saw it. Okay, I get it, but man, they liked how you like tried to get it back after it like rolled away. He was like, "No, don't you!" Like, oh, oh well. <laughs> well, like you don't want to jump on because that momentum is just gonna pull you along with it, right? But he tried. He went. He like reached for it. I'm like, dude, bad idea. <laughs> I was like, no, the roller coaster is going away. Like. It, mm-hmm. I don't think you need it. <laughs> yeah, I just got to walk back down. I Also, when they were walking back down, they were walking back down pretty slow. <laughs> if it were me and there was a fucking monster biting the roller coaster and the shit's on fire and all this, I'd be getting my ass <laughs> down it. I mean, it's not like it's banked turns and loops and shit. It's just a straight down. Fucking get your ass down there. Yeah. Let's move. <laughs> You already shot the radioactive shit. <laughs> yeah, although I, I got to say with with as much like of the talking bits where they're talking like I, I was surprised that the ending was just the monster laying there dead and it just like oh. Oh, the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of expected like, you know, a, a resolution scene of yeah. him, like going back to the crowd and like having a shatter like maybe like <laughs> the newspaper the next day of like monster crashes through New York. Now just the just, end just flaming corpse the end man and yeah i got it so anything else about this movie? sad i always you know i don't know that i d- identify with the monsters but i just i definitely covered it have all. A, a soft spot for the monsters yeah yeah probably and uh this is one i've always know, pushed off focusing on his corpse there <laughs> and the uh end. you know it's <laughs> made me so sad oh, yeah i'll see that one of these uh, right and and 
that they're so all thanks for like yeah we pushing killed pushing you forward a little bit. Yeah, you were no, the you killed the driving force. <laughs> I know he's destroying good one stuff, to get for Kaijun. Yeah, just the poisonous. Good, and yeah, I get diseasing it. people everywhere. I get it. Kaiju out of his genre. time. Yeah, I didn't know that it, it had it. influenced Godzilla. Still made me until you had said something, and I was like, okay. Here we are. Yeah. So. So it's cool, yeah. Now I'm now I'm like thoroughly like pumped up to get every fucking Harryhausen movie. <laughs> and like, oh man, because yeah, even yeah. though like as a whole the movie, it, it's hit or miss, a yeah. little shaky. Yeah. Taken as a whole, the fucking effects are so good that it's just the yeah, movie is awesome. Yeah, it it makes it easily <laughs> makes up for it just to have the yeah. monster crashing around. It's so good. It's so fucking good. And it's interesting how, like, I don't, it's been a long time since I've seen that first Godzilla, but I'm pretty sure it's all dude in a suit. Yeah, yeah, I think that's kind of... Like, I don't think they did any stop motion, so they saw, you know, what had been done, and they're like, how are we going to do that? We, we're not, you know, we don't do stop motion. I don't know, throw a guy in a suit. <laughs> and then it became like the thing for Japan for so many years. Yeah, I mean, they still yeah. make fucking Ultraman and stuff. Yeah, I'm curious how, if there was any kind of uh, like legacy of that, that prior to prior that, prior to Godzilla, oh, man, like yeah, if there know. was a, like if they'd already had like a tradition of monster suits or something. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be interesting to look into. Or if uh, just. Or if their special effects in general had veered more towards makeup and costume design yeah. than to stop motion. I don't know how many like sci-fi movies that they made prior. Yeah, I don't know. Because, I mean, there's all the wartime stuff that's gone. We don't know what the fuck is. I mean, I'm sure there are records pieces, of what it yeah. is. But yeah, like a lot of that stuff is gone. So then late 40s. All I know about that is, like, the Kurosawa movies, which are all, like, just basic dramas and... Yeah, period piece kind of stuff. Yeah, well, a lot of his movies back at the beginning in the late 40s were, like, just regular movies. Mm, okay. And then, I don't know, Rashomon is, like, 50... 50? Is that... Sounds wrong, but... I don't know, Seven Samurais, maybe like 51, you know, so then start getting into the period stuff mm. around there. If my years are right, I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious, yeah. Yeah. yeah if I haven't really heard of much prior to Godzilla, that would be a big, heavy, like... Yeah, I feel like Godzilla is kind of the start of that. But maybe they have, like... Um, stage tradition of monster suits or you know and i think they kind of are i mean we saw a little bit of that in um toxic avenger when he goes to japan and he fights yeah. the guys in the Oni yeah costume. yeah yeah that's so true I, I'm, I'm i'm wondering how much of that goes in there. i mean kabuki theater and no theater right. have certainly had a lot of costume mature and stuff yeah yeah and how much of that would have uh built onto it i don't know because i mean there, there are certainly a lot of weird mystical creatures that get for represented, sure for like sure the tengu and the kampa yeah. and so so are they represented with a full costume or is it more of like you know this guy oh he has like the furry wig on so we know <laughs> that he's supposed to be this fucking monster or whatever yeah i don't i'm not sure how much that goes on i'm sure 
there's probably masks involved. That's I true. Yeah, imagine. they are big on the masks. And have been since ancient history. Yeah. Like samurai helmets are designed with scary That's true. masks. Yeah, they have those so dope fucking masks. Yeah, yeah. So just to be this scary looking yeah. thing. Those are so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I kind of I want to say there's kind of like maybe just the tradition of stuff in Japan. Yeah. Built more towards a costume rather Costumes than a stop motion. Yeah, but, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that. I mean, I'm trying to think of any stop motion in any Japanese thing I've seen, and I don't know that I can think of anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because, like, all the camera stuff, is, there's no. Yeah, I don't think all, there's any stop motion in any of those. That's all, like, models yeah. and filmed and. Just yeah. smashing shit in a suit. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that seems to be their, their go to solution. Was, yeah. Yeah. We'll just make the miniatures scaled to the monster suit and mash stuff up and it's a damn good <laughs> you know solution to the problem yeah I gotta it, say. it is it's really really impressive and, and i mean fun and, to watch and who wouldn't want to be like just you know you know what kid would grow up not wanting to like just put on a monster suit right. and have a giant room full yeah. of like a fake city to just run around and How crash through how cool would that be god damn <laughs> oh man yeah. like on one hand as a lover of miniatures, I would be like, I can't do it. <laughs> it's like I just can't so break them. Good because a lot of those legit. I mean, they look so good. They're so well detailed. Right. But man, I don't know. The smashing would be fun too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the feeling you might like do it and then look around and be like, No, what have right, I done? No, yeah, <laughs> I would. I would feel conflicted for sure. Uh, <laughs> go in the corner of the studio and cry <laughs> <laughs> just like go into some kind of shock and i'm like uh, trying to piece together the building like in my hands like come on we can put it back together it's okay <laughs> it's like it's fucking shell shock special effects guy like yeah we're going for the directors comes in yeah we're gonna put it back together don't worry we <laughs> yeah. got to smash it up again for the next movie so we're gonna put yeah. it back together <laughs> like, <laughs> like no <laughs> uh. i hope they still i know they still make ultraman but do they still make miniature stuff to smash i don't know i hope they do i kind of think they do i sure hope they do I mean, it's it's something I haven't really like looked into thoroughly, but yeah. I, I suspect they still keep uh, kind of physical. It uh, seems like it would be the, the, miniatures the easy, cheap way to do it. But yeah, yeah. I, I want to say it still happens. I don't know if Ultraman specifically or yeah, like, but I'm 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 pretty sure somebody in Japan is still doing it that right. way. But well, that's good. It's nice to know. I mean, I I guess you could. Uh, find whatever current Power Rangers is going on. That's and true. That, That's true. That still, to this day, I think, uses the Japanese uh, yeah. action footage and then yeah. splices in. I'm pretty sure they still have more, like, their new episodes and stuff. Yeah. Cause I, I'm sure, I know that series is still going on in Japan and still putting out new seasons. And Jesus. Not quite as old as Ultraman, but... Still pretty old. It's yeah. It's I mean it's right there. Ultraman. I don't think is too much older. 
I don't know when Sentai started, but I, I think it was seventy-five. Okay. Yeah, Ultraman. And I think Ultraman was like sixties or yeah, something. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we're just rambling about random Japanese shit now. Oh, well, more on topic <laughs> with kaiju. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it's just close we got to segue yeah. this into kaiju properly. That's true. That's true. This is the. It is supposed to be kaiju. Yeah, the, the kaiju spectacular. Yeah, that's the same as every other fucking <laughs> episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's all about kaiju. Right, right, right. <laughs> it is. It's spectacular, and that. We're watching a bunch of shit get smashed. So. <laughs> it's always fun. Yeah. All right. Well, if you haven't seen Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, I would definitely recommend it. Especially if you're a fan of stop motion. Yeah. yeah. It's it's some good stop motion. Stop motion, monsters. Yeah. 50s movies even. You know? I mean, it's not... <laughs> It's not like the pinnacle of 50s movies, but it's fucking fun. Yeah. It's got plenty of good stuff in there. To yeah. There's no, like, I'm trying to think, like, there's no actual, like, stars or anything in this movie. No, like, it's not like... Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Anybody that I know offhand. Yeah. And somewhere in the credits they had Michael Fox, and I was like... Oh. Okay, facts. What? No. <laughs> is he some child actor in this? Like, what is? No, that? he's <laughs> actually a time traveler. He fucking got in the DeLorean and went back in time to be in, you know, this movie. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Different Michael Fox, obviously. Yeah, but he was doing like dialogue directing or something. Oh, or like okay. I'm like, okay, I don't. That, that's clearly not Michael J. Fox. It just, it just stood stood out to me and be like, wait, yeah. what? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Speaking of 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 young actors there are a number of of people that i recognized in bit parts um there's a couple of people from i watched a lot of andy griffith show when i was a kid oh, okay. so there's a couple of actors that are in that show one of being one of them is a guy named james best who was also the star of a couple of uh, sam fuller movies mm. he's a great actor i really like him the other guy was a played a doctor and i don't remember his name and I don't remember who he is. He's like bit roles in random Andy Griffith episodes. So it's mm. just some guy that I recognize. But the the big one, I mean, James Best is a big one to me. But the big one is the guy who shoots the grenade rifle mm. uh, played by Lee Van Cleef, who would rise to fame as a spaghetti western star, uh, specifically in uh, the the Sergio Leone movies. Um, he's a big reason why those movies are fucking awesome. <laughs> but he's in a bunch of other spaghetti westerns also. Um, so eventually we'll get to those. And yeah, someday. Yeah. Well, July. I already ha <laughs> I got the uh, the new restoration of Fistful of Dollars. So. Oh. So uh, we're ready to go. All right. Then, then not <laughs> too far in the future. Yeah, yeah. Well, if we didn't take that week off, I, I was thinking of squeezing it in, but uh, we took the week off, so yeah, put it off till next next uh, month or whatever. Yeah, well, it's, it was always another week. Right, right. So yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, 
I want to see more Harryhausen. Like, yeah, I'm like yeah. fucking rare, <laughs> raring to go. <laughs> yeah, it really made me want to watch Clash of the Titans and be like, oh, yeah, like, this is this is why Harryhausen people love Harryhausen. Like, I, I got to see more of this. Like, I, honestly, I mean, there's some really great stop motion in that, but I want to say I was more impressed by this movie than when when I saw Clash of the Titans. Yeah, I want I want to say not that. that like this is necessarily better or whatever, but it just I don't know. This, maybe it's because it's an older movie. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe because it's just giant and crashing up through a city yeah. and breaking buildings. Yeah, down I'm and trying stuff. to remember like the Medusa is stop motion and he fights some like fucking Hydra or something that's stop motion and that's really cool. So, I mean, it's not like it's bad or anything. <laughs> it's fucking dope. But, uh, I don't know. There's something about just giant fucking dinosaurs smashing through buildings and yeah, ripping up the fucking <clears throat> ships and stuff. Smashing lighthouses. Cuts to the, the core of uh, <laughs> yeah. the entertainment. It of hits just me right in the heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it. What What is fun in life? <laughs> right, right. All right, well, that's it. See you next week for more Kaijun. Adios. See ya.